Hello everyone, before we start this episode of Across the Stars, I would like to let you know that there uh, we did have some technical difficulties when uh, recording this episode, so there are some points when Sebastian's audio cuts out. Uh, don't worry, times like that will pass, um, but if it bothers you, it does happen quite a lot during this episode, so you might not want to listen to this one. Uh, I would edit them all out, however, we do have quite a quick turnaround for this episode, so I'm afraid it isn't uh, completely possible. So, if glitching audio, slightly glitching audio bothers you a little bit, you might want to sit this one out. Uh, now, for Rowan Wood, this is episode 20 of Across the Stars. And my name is Rowan Wood, and this is Across the Stars, where if it's Star Wars, we, we cover it. it. Okay, it might not have been synced up on your end, but I tried to time it as well, so it could. So we said it at the same time in the recorded version. So we're good there. Uh, we finally, we finally got it. Yeah, I was about to say on my end, it definitely wasn't. Yeah. I feel like in normal conversation, there isn't that much time lag, but whenever you try to sync up with somebody, there definitely is. I... Yeah, very weird. So, uh, anyway, today we are talking about the movie that started it all and inspired a generation and created a franchise that is practically a genre now. Uh, yes, we are talking about A New Hope today. It's still, what... 4 p.m.? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. technically day, evening, because <laughs> it's dark out, but who knows? <laughs> God knows it. Uh, December, everything goes to hell. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about A New Hope today, or just Star Wars. Although, we're talking about the remake version. So, I'm assuming you watched the, like, not original version. Yeah, the- yeah, I watched the version on Disney+. Plus. Because um, I don't, I don't think, like, like the original original is mm. like, like I don't think is available commercially anywhere. Like I, no, I, don't I think because um, Fox owned the distribution rights to that, but now Disney owns Fox, so they should totally release the original I, versions because they can. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I genuinely think that the, I don't see why they don't release. But whatever, it's not up to me. Um, I still can't tell if I grew up watching the original ones or not because there are scenes from like the original. Like I, it's the what like convinces me that I must have is that in episode six later on they removed the Yub Nub song. Yeah. Added in like the Coruscant and all that at the end, mm-hmm. and I don't remember Coruscant and all that, but I vividly remember Yub Nub. <laughs> But at the same time, I also don't remember uh, episode five's horrifying emperor. Dear God, I never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to see yeah. That. With the like, with the with the chimpanzee eyes and all that. Yeah, yeah. The one that like looks like it, it came out of like a really, really low budget PS2 game. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I mean, the so only I, I, the only ways they could exist are on VHS. I think. Because um, yeah, by I the time DVDs came around, the special we had edition. a VHS player, and I think we had some of the movies on VHS. If I'm not mistaken, 
time I was forced. God knows if I'm remembering this properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely saw Yubnub. If it wasn't like growing up, I saw it at like some point, maybe at a friend's house. I don't know. Yubnub is a even. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's enough about uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're talking about a new. Before we before we start talking about it in detail, I wanna. <laughs> I want to bring up, so before we watch, uh, so b- before I watched it on Disney Plus earlier today, I was scouring the extras section, and I found a, uh, like, like there's so much on A New Hope, I don't know if there's more on the original trilogy, um, on the other ones, but on, on A New Hope, there is one TV spot that aired on cable television in 1977, and the description was, I read the description before I watched it, was... George Lucas didn't know when he made this that Luke and Leia were going to be siblings, and the marketing team didn't either. So this TV spot is preaching, is marketing Star Wars as a love story between Leia and Luke, and that is the sole purpose of the trailer. It's literally just that. And it, like, it has every scene with them in it just to show, like, oh my god, this movie's about the two of them. It's not like they don't meet in the last, like, 40 minutes or something. Yeah, no, it's also not much of a, like, at least the, the first, this one is, is not much of a, a love story. At all, I call yeah. False advertising. Definitely, yeah. There, there's, like, hints, there's, like, hints of it here and there, but not nothing, I don't think enough that you could call this movie a romance in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, the next one. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, also, before we start, I do want to say Sebastian yeah, no, and I, we had, uh, no, well, so Sebastian and I, before we started, we had a discussion, uh, comparing our note length for this movie and, um, to, for comparison, uh, in our prequel episodes, uh, I had notes up to like seven or eight pages, um, for each per, each specific movie. And yeah. for this one, I had two. And Sebastian had three pages. We didn't yeah, even I, have enough pretty, combined. Yeah, I had a pretty consistent, like, six or five pages throughout all three of the prequels. And here I, like, the last three, I think I'm just paying less attention to the nitty-gritty, too, I think is part of it. But, um, but yeah, maybe it's, just, maybe it's just because I know more about I know more about the prequels than I do the originals and whatnot, so I think that's part of it for me personally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, there's less to nitpick here for sure, and, like, like little details that we think are really funny. I mean, like, there are a lot here in A New Hope, but, like, it's not... Um, it's not to the extent that the prequels are. The prequels yeah. are just so memeable, and the original they trilogy really is like a little bit, but like I would describe it more as iconic than memeable, because like you don't make fun of I, a lot of stuff in these movies, but you do in the prequels. I, I have that same exact note here: is that this is iconic, whereas the the prequel trilogies are like great for the like you know what they produce not as movies but what comes afterwards like a memes i think are a great example but also like things like the the sort of world they create in the prequel trilogy Mm -hmm. um how it created like the clone wars and and shit like that um yeah so the original trilogy 
just look back and appreciate the films for yeah. themselves. I'm very glad that we're uh, that we're reviewing them now. We made it to the classics, uh, and uh, we have a few like we have only a few months to save for the classics before we move on to the very very controversial sequel trilogy, which is going to be really interesting to review on here. So we're going to have to split I, at least one I, of them into two episodes. You you and I agree on two thirds of the sequel trilogy though, so it's not between me and you. It's not too controversial, I don't think. Yeah, except for one of them, of course. <laughs> yeah, one of them. We won't say which one, but all of you could definitely guess which one it is. Especially if you listened to one of the first episodes we did, where we ranked every episode, uh, every Star Wars theatrical film. My least favorite out of the Star Wars movies. Well, we can disagree to agree. <laughs> That's definitely how the saying goes, Sebastian. Same thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's... Uh, I how long it's been since we started this, but uh, ten minutes in, let's actually start talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, naturally, it's... Uh, I... I it's, it's weird because I was thinking about this movie and like how far into the the series we are and I realized that A New Hope I think is exactly halfway really? into the, the like if you arrange all the movies chronologically I oh, think yeah, it's probably. exactly the midway which is yay oh, uh, very cool alright Let you start us off. <laughs> um, so, uh, every scene in this movie is just like super recognizable. I think, like, like, like everyone knows every, like everyone knows the basic progression, or at least every Star Wars fan, of course, knows the basic progression of this movie. And so, I, I think, like. We're probably going to <clears throat> talk less about this, like the really specific plot happenings, because like everyone knows what happens. It's not like like it's not like a thing that we need to recap. So I was thinking we would probably just give like wherever we have notes, we just talk about the notes and just discuss the Sounds movie good. overall. Um, and I think you know that's that's what makes this movie fantastic. You know, it's. It's such a like a such a linear plot line, and you fall mm. and 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 like you don't jump around the galaxy like you do in the prequels at least very much. You have the good guys and you have the bad guys, and they're uh, they're both really easy to follow. And I think that's part of what this yeah. makes makes this movie great because like even in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, everyone splits up, but in this movie, everyone's mm. like you're seeing everyone together. And, uh, and and how everyone meets and it's like it's all just very easy to understand and, and comprehend which I think is yeah no, I, I don't know if you remember when when uh, right before this episode started I said oh I wish I had a pen so I could write down one of my you know like one more note and uh, that's exactly what I was gonna write down is it's like overall the story is a very simple one um, but they do it you know it's, it's done pretty well uh... yeah get down to business um so i do want to say at the beginning like the first time we see the stormtroopers they don't suck at aiming 
Like, like, like they kill I, like everyone in that corridor. My first note, my <laughs> first note here is the like the stormtrooper. If you is if you look at the stormtrooper to rebel death ratio, the rebels and like like you know you see them dying left and right throughout the entire scene. I think I counted maybe three or four dead stormtroopers, whereas the rebels are just dropping like flies. But yeah. Yeah, well, so, like, we, we get that scene where they're great at aiming and killing rebels, and then C-3PO and R2-D2 run across a corridor, and, 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 and they just can't shoot for shit then. They just, like, it just, it changes in accordance with the plot, and, you know, that's that's how it works in these movies. Yeah, no, and another thing I love about the Stormtroopers, you just see them all, like, come out all, like, in perfect uniform. Or that's the, the note I have here is all the, like, costumes and the props and like just the set design the, all the technical whatnot like really freaking great i mean they, they they hold up astoundingly well for something that's you know over 40 years old um and so like, it gives off this great aesthetic like everything from darth vader's like armor and cape and shit to the like the blaster everything just looks cool as shit i think so that's yeah. my next note. Um, and and when yeah, so when 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 we get Darth Vader, um, one thing I did notice. Oh, also, rest in peace, Dave Prowse, who phys- I, I physically played right Darth Vader. Um, I did I see an, an article just um, before we started recording that, like a like overnight, a Darth Vader statue, like a small Darth Vader statue, like popped up in his hometown, which I think is pretty cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually. Um, and so he obviously does a fantastic job, but James yeah. Earl Jones, who That's the plays the, who voices James Vader? Earl Jones, and then in parentheses David Browse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, James Earl Jones does a fantastic job. I know. Voice. And, like, is it just me, or did his voice seem more, like, energetic then than it does now? Because, like, he was he was almost 50 when he did Star Wars. So he's, like, because, like, he's going on 90 now, which is absolutely really? insane, and he's still playing Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, 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 he, was, he, he turned 89 this year, um, which is <laughs> absolutely crazy. Wow, I... Um, but he, he, he's just like he's he puts so much energy into voicing Vader, and I think it just really makes him much more intimidating, which really works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun fact he also, I'm pretty sure he also voiced Mufasa. He did, we were yeah, talking he about did. Um, so, he played Mufasa in the original and in the new one. Yeah. He, he's the only cast member to carry over too. from the from the uh, the two Lion King, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um. Yeah, we uh, we I don't do. Have this opening sequence, so nobody. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just it's it's just great. You know, that's that's. It's just yeah, how Vader comes in with the stormtroopers. They blast them. He starts asking about the rebels and the plans. C three PO and R two D to make their escape. R two has that secret message from Princess Leia, and they're on their way to Tatooine. Yeah. So that's basically the open scene. 
Yeah. Um, I get to the desert, and honestly, desert scenes always make me uncomfortable. Always. <laughs> like, like whenever I just see a character stranded in the desert, it just it makes me so uncomfortable. I don't care if it's this or Uncharted Three. It's just. Mm. Okay. Um, um, I think so I'm not sure what George Lucas was going for in terms of like the comedy in this movie but a lot of it really works like like when um, when 3PO is arguing with R2-D2 and he and he's like fine go that way and, and he just kicks him like I burst out laughing so that's really funny Cause he's just, cause he, cause he just like gives like a little kick. Cause he can't do anything more. Cause because he's he's a he's he's a droid and he 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 doesn't have any power at all. Yeah, no, he doesn't even have thoughts or anything. But yeah, yeah no. One of my notes here. My, I love the the dynamic throughout this entire movie of C three PO and R two D two. You know you. It's it's really weird because it's mostly one sided. You you really only get to see three PO's side of it because R two doesn't speak in a way that we can understand. Yeah. But you know, despite that, it, I I think it, it's a pretty nice dynamic of the two characters. And, yeah. Yeah. So, R two droids get captured by Jawas. I wrote and, I wrote Utini in big capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they're supposed to be like really hideous under their hoods. Yeah, I've seen like like artist conceptions. They're actually really funny, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. And uh, you get to see on on the Jawa sand crawler. I don't know why I wrote this down, but you get to see a gonk. <gasps> I wrote that down too, and the gonk droid actually says gonk. Did you know? Did you realize that? <laughs> Here I am trying to figure out why I wrote that down. I love the gog droid, especially between me, me and Hayden. There's like we just find something absolutely hilarious about gonk droids. Um like I don't know why. It's a it's a freaking gonk droid. Yeah, I well I mean like yeah. I noticed, like, like when they were panning around the um, the sandcrawler, and we were seeing, like, oh, like some cool droids, and then we see the gonk droid, and like it's like saying stuff. It's like gonk, 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 and, th- and then it just says a bunch of gibberish. I just think it's so funny that <laughs> that he actually says gonk. Uh, I found this great video of somebody like trying to trying to beat Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga while playing mainly as a gonk droid. <laughs> to the the sand crawler comes to Uncle Owen he goes to buy some droids and we get to see our lovely uh, red little droid friend uh, R5 is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the force sensitive droid in, in droid yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> idea there's also the theory that R2 uh, sabotaged, sabotaged him. him yeah. Yeah so you know I personally am a fan of R5 was Force-sensitive and knew exactly what would happen if he sabotaged himself. Uh, yeah. That's just my personal preference. Um, R5 did 
I don't know. I don't remember if we point, pointed this out in our episode, but R five did make a reappearance in a recent episode of The Mandalorian, the premiere, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was the one projecting the map of Tatooine uh, that uh, that that Amy Sedaris's character had, and uh, and and she was complaining to Mando. She was like, "You can't, you, like, you just can't get good help anymore." And it was R five. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. R five is okay. I was really worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did survive after like after like ten years. He's still going, but yeah. Um, I have a question for when Luke Luke brings the droids inside, and um, Leia's message gets triggered inside of R two. That sounds strange, but um. But 3PO says that he doesn't know who Leia is. He thinks that, like, she was maybe a passenger on the ship. But, like, I like I know his memory got erased after Revenge of the Sith. But, like, was it erased, like, every so often? I don't think so. I, I, genu- I mean, when you think about it, he didn't... I don't, we don't know what he did on the Tantive Four. So, I mean, it's not impossible for him to have just not really come into contact with princess oh this light just on uh with princess leia too often um you know i mean i but like most people the thing is if if in like in revenge of the sith obi-wan sort of like gave like gave um c3po and r2d2 to bail organa and um and the Tantive Four. So, like, you'd think that serving the Rebel Alliance and, like, all that, he would, C-3PO would have, at, like, like at least known who Leia was or, like, recognized her face. I just think it's weird and obviously something that George Lucas didn't think of, but still. He, he might have been, like, intentionally lying to keep her secret, but who knows. I, I don't think he would, knowing him. And taking into account things he oh, says in this movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue milk was such a point in the uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I I spent like five minutes in there trying to figure out how R two just managed to sort of stroll out and, and get out of there. I, and I know that that got taken off, but still it just seems odd to me that R2 was just able, like within, within an hours of being bought, R2 was already on his way out. It was funny. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of the things you got to accept for the plot. Yeah, and uh, obviously we have that wonderful moment where you hear the music playing uh, in the background. And it's so good. Luke looking out at binary suns. Yeah, it's too um, good. Too good. Yeah, I just have the the score written down here. John Williams truly was best author. Yeah. So 
original trilogy in the sequel trilogy. I know it shouldn't be weird, but so weird. Yeah. Um, I don't have any notes until Obi-Wan arrives. Do you have any notes between here and there? Uh, what I have is I found it a little bit interesting the way that Owen talks about uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It It's a really, you, it, there you can tell like that George Lucas clearly had like a decent idea of universe which is kind of neat yeah. and then i also want to know how the hell they found r2 like <laughs> yeah like how did r2 they know which direction long, he went in and, and all that out. yeah and waited until morning they didn't and then uh, well they finally find obi-wan and obi-wan doesn't remember r2d2 so <laughs> um i so um the crate dragon roar that obi-wan used to scare away the tuscan raiders it's the same one from the mandalorian that was accurate they they repurposed it and used it for the actual crate dragon in the mandalorian which was cool uh and obi-wan's first line his first line in star wars (laughs) is hello there i totally forgot that i totally forgot I I love that I I really do I don't know if they when they were doing episode three they like didn't do actually around no but it's yeah I find it I find it funny I I yeah uh, the the two hello there's take your pick which one you like better I guess <laughs> um yeah and when Obi Wan says I don't recall ever owning a droid ever owning a droid come on you like you own so many droids in the clone war i mean like sure you can make a case you can can make a case for not owning like actually like having them be your property but still still come on like 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 r4 in revenge of the sith like come on like the whole clone wars come on obi-wan come on just saying just saying I find it a little odd it doesn't R2, but again, it was made before the prequels, so things might have been changed in the overall, like, so, uh, and then after that, we get this uh, lovely little scene where you finally get to see the, like, Imperial Council room or whatever aboard the Death Star, and, um, dissolving of the senate and that that was something i found kind of interesting because i don't know normally whenever i think of palpatine's rise to power it seems so instant you know yeah but then little things like this are just reminders that it really wasn't you know he it wasn't until 20 years later that he got rid of you know the senate and finally took basically full control of the empire so yeah well i think the like he sort of reorganized the Senate into, like, the Imperial yeah. Senate. So, like, there's no purpose in having the Senate because he's just the ruler. Um, but, yeah, I guess he finally came to his senses and was like, we don't really need this. And, he, yeah. Uh, but still. Uh, one, thought, one thing I thought was pretty interesting is um, 
in this council scene, there is an old man with a white mustache and uh, a beard in the background. Uh, not, not, not really a beard, more of a mustache. He is Admiral Yalaren from the Clone Wars. Um, oh. but like an older version who's now in the Empire for whatever reason. Um, but obviously this wasn't their intention when they were making it, but it's something that was canonized, um, later on. Just like Rex, yeah, yeah. Captain Rex being in the Battle yeah. of Endor. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a different, um, uh, same sort of deal. Like, they didn't intend it, but like, hey, it works out. So, why not, why not have it? Um, yeah, okay. and... Yeah, it makes sense like, with the Empire. I feel like most people in the Republic probably converted to the Empire. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, um, also in this scene, we get introduced to Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin, who is utterly amazing. Something about the way that he rolls his R's is just so, right. so <laughs> like, high class, but also just so cool. I don't know. He's, he's yeah. just so cool. He, he's like the... The epitome of the like condescending big bad guy type, um, and yeah, the the, uh, the rolling R thing I noticed halfway through it as well. I was like, I don't, like I, I just totally does it. But um, and something like that's glossed over that it at least watch this. It looks like Vader is under Tarkin in terms of chain of command, which is, yeah. Like, you, you kind of forget that every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, obviously, you know, Palpatine second in command and all that, but, you know, apparently not if Tarkin's somewhere in between the two. Yeah. So, I don't think Palpatine trusts Vader uh, to to make decisions for himself um, yet. To consider for canon, um, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, I can I can imagine that like th- that um there would be a substantial amount of people that Palpatine might trust more because they were like because they were maybe like uh republic officers whom who like he knew would uh maybe people he confided in or people who, like, confided their dark secrets or something in him. So, like, he... So, like, he knows he has their loyalty when maybe he's still a little scared about Anakin, like, because like, of the prophecy and all that. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Like, like, yeah. like Tarkin, like, Grand Admiral Thrawn, like, I can imagine that they would be um, very valuable to Palpatine. Um, and, like, Vader's more of his, like... His his force sensitive servant who could do all like the like the Jedi stuff that he needs him to do, but Tarkin's more of like a military commander person, and Vader's isn't so much. Uh, that I had was that Vader is more like if if Vader were to disobey Palpatine, I feel like it would be more formidable than if somebody. Let Tarkin were to, you know, yeah. Like, like Vader would be harder to, like, let you know, try to kill than. For sure. 
anyway. All right, I'll go back to Tatooine where our wonderful heroes find the the Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru have unfortunately met their demise at fire. Um, and we get this lovely little line from Obi-Wan, and he says, only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. I wrote that down, too. That was really good. Um, one thing that I wrote down uh, that I thought of while I was watching is at some point for this podcast, um, we need to watch um, this short film. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it, but sometime for this podcast, we need to review a short film called Troopers, which is a parody of Cops. And it's like a like a mockumentary type thing of the stormtroopers going to arrest Uncle Owen. No, it's different. This is so so like this was made back in like the nineties. So like this is like like an old oh, okay. thing. So oh, was, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so like yes, it's it, it's the troopers yeah. going to arrest Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew, but like Aunt Brew is like harassing them, and so they like and and so they like accidentally kill them. It's really funny, and we need to watch it and review it at some point. Maybe just for a bonus one, but it's still so much fun. And so I was just reminded of no, that. No, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely do that. Yeah, for um, sure. I forgot how much of this movie actually takes place before they go, like, actually leave Tatooine and go into space. Yeah. It's about half the movie before we actually get to the to the Death Star. Yeah, and I mean, like, they pretty much just go from the from Tatooine to the Death Star and then to the Rebel base, and like, like, like that's it. Yeah. There's really nothing else left to the movie. Yeah, like. Like, like we said earlier, it's it's pretty simple, straightforward uh, story. Yeah. Uh, I point this out. This is like those nitpicky details that we got allowed in the prequels. But there's this freaking do-bag. Just like, takes up the, literally the entire screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for about like two or three seconds. And it's just... it funny that they thought that that was a good idea. yeah George Lucas was like we need more CGI we needed to take up the whole screen the whole screen I don't like Obviously, we have to give kudos to uh, the Cantina Band, Finger and Dan. Oh, I'm playing some nice jizz. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I have this rather entertaining story. Where one time it was me, Hayden, and Dan on the bus. Um, and every now and then on the bus, you would always hear some kid playing their music way too loud on their earbuds, where the entire bus could hear it. 
And there was this one kid at one time did the trap remix of the Cantina uh-huh. band music. That's and so good. Three of those birds died laughter. We looked around the entire bus trying to figure out who it was. It could have been anybody since everybody had their earbuds in. But it was it was the funniest thing. Be funny. Um, why are Dr. Evazon and Ponda Baba so aggressive towards Luke? Like, are they high? Because, like, cause like they just, like, start, like, beating up on him and, like, yelling at him. Like, like they don't even, they don't even care. Because he doesn't like him. Yeah, I and, know, uh, but, like, why? The... His friend doesn't like him. <laughs> like him either, you know? Yeah. Clearly, could have picked anybody else that said that statement about them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I also have a note here that they, I I think that's the only time we see blood, um, in the original six movies. Yeah, I think it's also the first but, time we've seen uh, blood in uh, connecting with a lightsaber. And that's because of Pondababa's species. I think that's that like that. That's how they retconned it. It's like a like a species bio, but like biology thing. Like they can't the wounds don't cauterize or something. I don't know, but yeah, their, their blood has a higher uh, no a, l- a lower. All right, something like that. Um, when, oh, well, so, um, when Luke and Obi-Wan are walking out of the cantina, Obi-Wan says, uh, you're going to have to sell your speeder. And Luke says, oh yeah, 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 that's fine. I'm never coming back to this planet again. And I wrote, <laughs> oh, poor Luke. Oh, you don't know what the future holds. So they had a fucking babe 94, and I think I remember, like, I don't know, I was here I think I saw you on it. Somebody, like, remade the docking bay, and, like, they made it so you could explore around. I think it was in, like, the Battlefront 2015 or something like that, but it, it was pretty cool. Little, Very cool. Little side. Yeah. Um, and is cool as all hell, and he is. Yeah, he's just a cool guy. Um, and Harrison Ford's portrayal of him is, of course, freaking excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's, he's like my favorite Star Wars character. For sure. I'm glad that we can finally see him. The, the solo good guy version, but whatever. Um... hide in this like little storage closet looking thing on Tatooine I tried to open up this one stormtrooper just goes oh the door's locked let's just move on to the next one <laughs> I don't know why I find that I mean like whatever works I guess but 
still. And then uh, Jabba, and uh, he calls Jabba a human being. Yeah, you're a wonderful human being, Jabba. Yeah. Um, what I thought, what I thought was weird is that, so, Greedo's dead, Hans killed Greedo, you know, McClunky and all that, um, and, uh, so, when, uh, Han goes to visit Jabba, there are two, not one, but two, bounty hunters with Jabba who are physically identical to Greedo in every way, clothes and all, there's two of them, like, do all of Jabba's Rodians just dress the same, like, like, like Jabba's, like Jabba, like is, it's like, oh, why did you fry poor Greedo? And then, like, actually, one of them in the background's like, actually, I'm Greedo. Like Jabba doesn't even know their names. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that was strange. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever noticed this. Um, they have seatbelt. Yeah. Millennium. I never noticed it. Like, I, I see 3PO with a seatbelt on it. That's weird. And then I see Obi-Wan putting his on. I'm like, huh. I don't know why that left an impression on but Very strange. Um... I only have one, two, three, four, five notes left for the entire movie. <laughs> five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have, I have five notes left for the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. See, on my other hand, I had five, but I also didn't have that in the camera, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. Them. Um. Anyway, the Death Star, and, I'm, and you know Obi Wan just tells them all to sit tight, and uh, once Luke finds out that Princess Leia is on the the Death Star, he wants to go out ahead. And all I can think about in that scene is the Lucas seems to act, or he started this because he was interested in the message because <laughs> of Leia being in it. Yeah. And now he wants to go out and leave just because he's being held captive on the Death Star. And it's pretty funny. Yeah. So they uh, take Chewie hostage or prisoner, and um, they go down. A little quick note here: they mention cell block one one three eight later yes. in the scene. Good catch. Um, and they blast a couple of stormtroopers, like I've said. I do love it when stormtroopers get blasted. I don't know what it is about it. It's just very satisfying. <laughs> um, again, with the humor, I just find it hilarious when John is on the intercom with the other guy. And oh. He goes, oh, it's just a weapon. Uh, don't, don't worry about it. We're doing uh, good. Thank uh, you. How are you? <laughs> how are you? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And then, and then, like you can see it all over his face. He's like mentally kicking himself for it. It's so funny. Like, but that's just the funniest thing in this movie. But I don't. But, yeah, very I, good. I, like that, they're, they're pretty funny moments in this movie. Oh, like, for I, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like quick here and there. Um, um, especially on. 
Next, uh, Luke goes to rescue Leia, and when he enters, the first thing she says is, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? But she's, like, lying on her side, and for some reason, I just saw it as very seductive. Like, like when he came in, she was like, oh, you're a little short for a, like, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? And I was like, what? Sorry, hold on a second. Are you excited for a stormtrooper to come into your, like, are you, like, having an affair with a stormtrooper, Leia? Like, what's going on? Is that, like, is that, like, the first line that you say to, like, kick things off? I'm so, I'm so in the weeds with, with, with Leia. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> it's a thing we get yeah, no, it's an odd line, but um, stormtroopers are supposed to be like mandatory above a certain height. I forget exactly what the height is. Yeah. So the comment that makes sense. Um, I mean, like the line was fine. It was the delivery that I was weirded out on. <laughs> yeah, specifically lying down on the yeah. Um, and our heroes escape into the trash compactor and uh i couldn't help wonder how they lost luke in such shallow water when he gets pulled down yeah and i was looking at it and han solo has his knees bent and it still doesn't reach his knee Maybe, maybe there's, um, maybe they're standing on trash, which is floating in water, and in reality, there's, like, a, there's, like, another layer under it. That's just a possible, because, um, because I know the, uh, like, like, the Dianoga creature with, like, with the one eye is, in actuality, like, like, I'll show you a picture, it's, like, it's a lot bigger than just the eye, so, like, there has to be some depth to the water, um, in order to support that, you know. Invaded by stormtroopers. You see one of them just, like, hit his head against the door. I don't yeah. know. If you... Yeah. Um, according to that's... according to Star Wars canon, that is the one who was mind-tricked by Obi-Wan earlier, and so he was feeling kind of off all day, and that's why he hit his head. Yeah. Canon, that, that's, that, that's canon, and I'm not, I'm not making that up. I got to forget something, just, just tag. Yeah. I know, I just find it bizarre. Like an explanation for something as simple as he hit his head on the door. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think I think they added in a sound to go with it in the later version. They did, yeah. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. Um, funny moment. I found one of those nitpick moments. Um. The storm, you see like a group of eight or nine stormtroopers like come up to Han, Leia, and and Luke. And the first thing they say is, it's them, blast them. 
And then once Han shoots a single stormtrooper, they all turn around and run in the other <laughs> direction. <laughs> <laughs> and we get that lovely scene where Han just like chases them down an entire hallway, only to be greeted by like forty freaking stormtroopers. And you just see him turn around and run back. That that's another scene. That's that a winner. Hilarious. Yeah. Especially when he comes and 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 like Chewie's walking down the hallway and Han just comes running back and we know exactly what happened. It's 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 so good. He just hear, ah yeah. <laughs> oh man, Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, the lovely tractor beam, and you you get this wonderful little fight scene between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. One of the and best scenes in the movie, in my opinion. It really is. But whenever I watch this, all I can think of is like how far we've come in terms of like lightsaber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fights in the in movies. Uh, maybe not. Like we like it started off with this, and then later on we get more epic battles like Obi Wan versus Anakin. Funny. Funny yeah. enough, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess we haven't got far enough, but you know. No, yeah, I mean, this is, is this is like the it. first time those two have fought since then, you know? Chronologically. The original trilogy, the lightsaber fights, have, like, an entirely different feel than in the prequels, I feel. You know, prequels see clips and shit all the time, and, you know, they're just, like, going at it. It's, like, a lot faster paced I think um yeah trilogy I think there's something nice about that too yeah definitely um Uh, so they're not here to escape they have the TIE fighter attacks fun fact my brother's favorite Star Wars uh soundtrack Hmm. score interesting um and it's also whatever I hum whenever there's turbulence on an airplane. I just <laughs> hit my head. <laughs> nice. Funny, you, you think it would calm somebody down, but it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. They're hot. And Luke shoot a couple of TIE fighters out of the, I was about to say, out of the sky. Not quite. Um, out of space. Um, the Death Star makes it to Yavin. Um, Death Star of light speed? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Because there's really no way it could have gotten there with that fast without it. it was absolutely not. Um, it's fun. I, I really want to see the Death Star in light space now. I'm sure it's I'm I'm like like I'm sure it's been done in in like a like a like art or something like that, but yeah yeah yeah, yeah just seeing it would be super cool. I'm gonna look that up actually. I'm sure it's been done. There's one climax at the very end of the movie, uh, you know, with the trench run and everything. It's really cool. And I don't know what. But as a kid, I didn't like the spaceship battles so much, but now I look back at them. They're cool as all hell. And I think this one, this one especially, I think is one of the better ones. But, uh, you know, it's this great moment where our heroes are facing. Incredible. 
them and they go in and Luke trusts in the force and all that. And uh my my last last note is uh it says Vader is so perfect. <laughs> like Everything about him is like we already covered the voice and the the movements and the acting and all that is great, but also like just the character design, the arm posing, the cape is absolutely beautiful. Um, and even like he's just constantly menacing and badass, and it's it's great. It's great. He is so freaking. Awesome. He's definitely one of the best cool. villains of all time, in my opinion, at, at least. Yeah. Um, I have, well, at the end, after they've destroyed, uh, the Death Star, um, and they're all coming back, like, like, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford, they're all so happy, and, like, they're smiling and laughing so much, it just, like, like, it's so feel-good, and it's just so genuine, and it just made me feel really happy, because, like, they were all, like, like, they're all so good, and if they're happy, I'm happy. Uh, so that was just great to see. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the ending where Chewie, uh, where Chewie doesn't get a medal, but there's, a, I'm sure there's a canon reason for that. Um, and you got, yeah, somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And actually, I think they gave a medal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were those were my two pages of notes. I I I word to, to say, but I I couldn't think of anything when I was taking notes. So yeah, um, this movie's amazing. That's actually uh, I wrote down a couple of words here. It, it was, uh, like this movie, it's just it has like this really weird, not weird, but it has it has this nice charm to it, you know? Yeah, where it is just like a simple sort of adventure, but it's told really well, and it. It expands later in, in, in the other movies. You know they make it so it's not your. It's not just like adventure, uh, story, but it's, it's pretty great. And it, like I said earlier, it inspired. It, it created a, a franchise that is inspired like two or three generations now. Um, For sure, yeah. It's iconic. It's, not, it's an iconic movie. It's like part of part of our culture pretty big part and it has revolutionary special effects it's it's a pretty great movie yeah the the visual effects still hold up and everything just everything about it is absolutely fantastic uh in my opinion it is superseded by empire strikes back um but that's only because it just like it's 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 all there is to go is up but then return of the jedi goes slightly down but then it goes back up again uh, but yeah, but yeah, and then um, it's just slightly down with uh, seven, and it's like, and then wow, all right, down. that's a discussion <laughs> for another time. <laughs> yeah, we swear uh, we're 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 only gonna mention the Last Jedi like a few more times before we before we actually discuss it, and by a few times I mean at least twice every episode. Um, uh, what are you doing the last Jedi? That would be oh, that's not until a while. That's it? not that's until uh, uh, March. April? Uh, April. March. You're right. You're right. April. April. Um, and we are going to do a two-part episode on it because there's way too much to cover in just one, and we don't want to keep making 
hour and 45 minute episodes because those were a bitch to edit um but but yeah yeah i didn't even think about that but uh, <laughs> gonna say. um the rate that our notes are decreasing our, our last jedi episode might only have to be one episode um, that's true but i mean i i feel like we're not gonna need notes in like during the main debate uh, on that i mean like we can go through and talk about like the nitty-gritty and have notes on that but like the the general stuff we're definitely gonna have uh have a lot to uh to cover and talk about but i'm glad we can agree on the movie that started it all a new hope um but yeah stand. absolutely outstanding all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's just a lot of fun to watch it, and like I, pro- I, I haven't seen it in a while, so it was very nice to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, it's nice. You feel good at the end of watch. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I I can only imagine what it must have been like to go and see them in nineteen seventy seven. I know. Absolutely crazy. Something like like if I ever time traveled. I would want to th- th- that would be one of the places I would like to go to just see it before it was really popular and no one knew anything about it and just see the reactions and just like appreciate the love of the time it just seems super cool like if I just like erase my memory of everything and just go back and watch that but then the issue is that then I erase my memory of everything Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would love for it to come out in theaters and Yeah. Oh well, things we can't I change. Compl- I don't complain about the way I grew up. I do like that I grew up with. I agree. Yeah. Anyways. If there's nothing else to say, Sebastian. I got another. Uh, my name is Rowan Wood. For Across the Stars. Yes. Um, and we'll be back next week with Mandalorian Review. Yay! Yes. Uh, we have two Mandalorian weeks in a row, actually. We have episodes... episode. Yep, six and seven next week, and then the finale the week afterward. And then... Ooh, and then we got the the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978 uh, with Dr. Mark Wright. It's going to be fan-flippantastic. Having, uh, having this Christmas Eve, I'm... So oh, yes. Stay tuned for that. It's gonna be, I think that's going to be a good one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Holiday Special. I'm really excited. Me too. All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Farewell. May the force be with you.